Perfect. And so welcome back to a uh, Event Hubs podcast. But today, instead of John and myself, it's going to be a uh, special guest. We've actually never done this before. So my very first uh, special guest on the Event Hubs podcast, <laughs> none other than Ernesto Lopez Jr., the uh, FGC funny man. How's it going, man? Doing good, man. Pleasure to talk to you once again, sir. Always. <laughs> yes. Now, not only is uh, Ernesto a fellow content creator and, and well, now news purveyor, if you will. <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but uh, also a friend. This guy's a, oh, a good yeah. guy. I can attest to it. Hung out with him a few times. And um, good dude to have in the FGC. So uh, thank you very much for taking your time out to talk to us today. Yes, sir. Now, I, I, I want to say it's been like, man, it, might, it must have been like two or three years now that uh, when we first kind of met, and that was obviously over the internet, um, right. I saw you were doing FGC themed comedy sketches. Right. Right. right? Yes, now, sir. is that where you kind of started as far as your, you know, YouTube channel and whatnot with, yeah. with fighting game community content? Yeah, I actually started um, vlogging um, about random stuff, non FGC stuff, even though I was like technically FGC and watching the FGC, I was just doing random stuff. Like I was trying to do comedy sketches that had nothing to do with FGC. They were just like stuff I wanted to talk about. And mm-hmm. of course that led nowhere. Uh, I, I found really quick how hard it was to actually break into YouTube. Um, but then uh, I started watching Excellent Adventures, you know, with Mike and Gutex, and I was a big fan of that show. And then um, one day <clears throat> I was like, you know what, F it, I'm gonna do, I saw that nobody was really making fun of Street Fighter, like the way I would want them to. I kept writing on the side and I was like, you know, I'm just going to make a sketch. Like, why not? And then I did. That was kind of my entry. Luckily for me, like the first one I did was, I believe, featured on Event Hubs. And it was funny because at that time I didn't even know what Event Hubs was. So people were like (laughs) calling me and they were like, hey, you're on Event Hubs. I was like, what is it? And then um, they were making a big deal about it, you know. And then um, from there, it just like a light bulb went off. And then it was all FGC content after that. I was like, wow, I can't believe that um, I've been doing this thing the whole time, you know, playing Street Fighter and I've been doing comedy and I could, I never occurred to me just to mix the two together um, until I would say like the second year of me doing YouTube. Yeah. Interesting. So uh, you did a handful of those. Oh yeah. More than a handful of those. Yeah. And uh, you saw decent success with them, and, and we featured a couple. And I even uh, yeah, I sent times. a few ideas to you that that you ended up doing, um, and that was cool. Those are, of course, the absolute best ones that you did. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. All, <laughs> yeah, when the the what was it breaking up with Street Fighter, where we were in the hotel room together. Uh, that that, ch- that was pretty intimate. That was. <laughs> it was. I learned. I still tell the stories of of Velociraptor, the, the director, because I'm like, yo, that photo shoot, shoot me and you have two completely different styles. Like me, I'm more of like, uh, just, go, just I shoot from the hip, and I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. this is that. And I'll write it out, whatnot, but I very much shoot from the hip. You, you are very much like, okay, this is my vision. I need this angle. We need a pan right here to the left. Okay, now the emotion right. Like you're like really like, <laughs> it has to be like this, and this is the, this is the way it's gonna be. Like your directing is just like, you don't Tiger. around. You know, I'm sorry. I don't know if I can cuss on here, but oh, it's cool. Yeah. You, you can, you can. <laughs> right on. Like I was like, look at John. He's like a Tiger. director, man. He's like for real about it. So um, I'll never forget that video <laughs> for more than one reason. You know, I was like, uh, it's like, man, next time I film with this guy, I have to plan a whole day. Uh, <laughs> like, cause he's gonna want to do it precise, you know, like exactly how he sees it. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to to come off too hot there, but no, no, it was, uh, it, was it was hilarious. It was a good time, you know. Um, and so you did. Uh, oh, I, I I say you do comedy sketches, although it's been a little while since you've done one of those because you kind of uh, right. evolved and moved into to a a different approach. Right. You mentioned excellent adventures oh, earlier, yeah. Yeah. Um, and who doesn't know? You know, Gutex and Mike Ross playing some online Street Fighter for the uh, for the fans to watch with their personalities and whatnot. Oh yeah, you with the playoff of uh, Bill and Ted. because oh, yeah. <laughs> excellent adventures. Yeah, uh, jumped to bogus bogus, bonus, journeys. bogus journeys. Yes, sir. And you do that with uh, with who? Dirty Low, which is my cousin. So uh, mm-hmm. Enrique Lopez, uh, it was actually his idea. His name's uh, Dirty Lopez. He was, at the time, he was running, he was my roommate. Um, so we were like just constantly playing and stuff. And I noticed that people were constantly complaining about Excellent Adventures being gone. Um, mm-hmm. And one thing kind of led to another, and it was his idea. He was like, hey, why don't we do this? People are constantly commenting, asking for it. They're even asking us to do it. 
they want to see us play because at the time we had actually shot a couple episodes uh, of bogus journeys before it was even bogus journeys we were just like playing and i noticed mm. that people would tune in to watch it and then it was one of those things where i was like you know what let's do it and then right when we did it we made no you know we let everybody know what time it was off the bat we're like yo this is in reverence or in honor to excellent adventures uh we're fans of the show nobody's really doing it now so we're just gonna keep that torch burning and doing it and then since then i've had a chance to talk to mike and gutex so um there's definitely and they're cool with it yeah there's definitely no hard feelings on that side so it's it's been a, a weird i hope i still have the hope in my heart that we'll one day have them on the show gutex i think will will be easier than mike just because mike's a little right now he's he still kind of wants to figure stuff out and he doesn't really want you know to mix with capcom and whatnot i i liken mike to uh to what happened with dave Chappelle when he was doing Chappelle's show and then he just like like i'm done i'm going to africa (laughs) i'm out of here that's this has been too much i don't like what's going on boom and i feel like mike did the same thing that's exactly what i compared it to and um it it was it was just like that and i worked with mike a couple times on pro talk i would give him video ideas kind of like how me and you were and um Mm. i would send him videos and he would you know feature him and stuff because he liked what i was doing with the comedy sketches uh so it was like when they left i just felt like i have to do this you know and it wasn't even about like oh we're gonna ride their coattails or anything like that it was just about i don't know keeping that fire burnt because everybody was so burnt out like just bummed that it was over and um Mm -hmm. it was depressing like even gutex was saying like you could see when mike left it was just like real depressing and it just stopped so it was one of those things where it was like it just kind of fell into place and it happened and it you know we're just glad that people were able to embrace it for sure for sure now bogus journeys happened but then shortly thereafter uh you kind of approached with this whole other sort of series where um i dare say it's almost like a i mean it's it's you carved your own little niche out of the news for the FGC. Right. But a lot of this stuff is like, I, I have your uh, YouTube page open right now and I'm looking at these recent videos. Yeah. You got stuff like Marvel community blasts on F champ uh, and low tier God gets banned from Twitter. Right. Shots fired. Shots fired all in capital letters. Right, stuff. right, right. Um, uh, Smash got hungry, but, hungry box injured as haters attack. Right. So um, a lot of this is a, a lot of drama. I kind of liken it to the, uh, the TMZ approach. Is that fair to say? <laughs> it's completely unfair to say, John. I resent you for saying <laughs> such things. No, no, it is fair. It is definitely fair. I've heard that a lot when I first started. Like, oh, this is the TMZ of the FGC. And I was like, I, I would just laugh every time I hear it because I, don't, I personally don't like TMZ, but I can, no. I can see the relation to what they're trying to say. I'm more of a fan like of the Joe Rogan type of style, you know, but the way I'm approaching it is definitely like with the TM, the headline wise, definitely with like a TMZ type of feel to it. For sure. And um, so I got to ask, how often do you get clickbait hate? So in the beginning, there was actually a lot of it because I think there was everybody was just coming to the party. And a lot of times, you know, I was only getting like uh, maybe like 100 comments, you know, like uh, if on a good day. Now it's it's like ridiculous amount of comments because it's a ridiculous amount of traffic coming through. It's like going up a thousand every week. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, subscriber wise. And um, a lot of people that are new to the party are like, well, what is this? Or what is that? Okay, okay. Or they're like, usually they like it nine times out of 10. But I will see it where they'll be like, oh, clickbait. I hate clickbait. Too clickbaity and all this other stuff. But most people underneath them will post like, well, he's not lying. You know, like he's and that's that's a huge <laughs> thing. And and like the definition of clickbait is like, is this proposing something trying to get you in basically saying it's going to be one thing? And then when you get there, it's not. Right. I've watched a handful of these and all of it's just like, yeah, you're just talking about what you propose in the beginning. It's just that this right. stuff is very much um, it, it is what you say. Yeah. You know, it's like. Alex Valle, Logan, and Majin fire shots at event hubs. <laughs> right. Well, you jump into that video, it is just them, you know, putting twi- uh, tweets up on Twitter and such, talking about something that they were upset with with event hubs, right. you know? Um, so it's like you're not misleading people with these. But, uh, I mean, people don't, people don't use their heads a whole lot, um, and they see things like, 
one time I put a red arrow in a banner. A lot of these, most of these have like arrows in them in the, in the right. thumbnails. People think, oh, if if it's a list, if it has an arrow, mm-hmm. uh, if it has these things that they've now associated with clickbait, because people that do do that mm-hmm. have used these kind of things in the past, then automatically it's clickbait. And it's like you got to right. have a little more nuance than that yeah. uh, when you approach this stuff. So. Just because there's an, a red arrow in a thumbnail does not make something clickbait. Yeah, you know, and that's exactly right. Uh, so me, myself, Core A Gaming and Born Free, we're like in this in this little chat room where we talk all the time and, and we're all like basically helping each other as content creators. And it's amazing, you know, ever since all this stuff started happening with Button Check. And uh, Born was actually saying the same thing. He was like, man, I really love what you're doing with your thumbnails. And we had this conversation about old school definition of clickbait versus new school and it's exactly that like you like the arrows work i clicked on many videos where i'm like what what the hell is that pointing at is there something there's like a hidden message you know like it's just pointing at, a lot of times it's pointing at nothing like it's literally pointing yes. at nothing and then you click on the video and you're like well it was pointing on that you know it might they might be talk but the arrows work like point blank um so porn was like man i, I want to somehow get into that because you know he has his own niche he's doing his own thing mm-hmm. but he's definitely wanting to build his channel and he's like i want to be more creative with that and i keep telling him it's funny because um we both agree on the same thing as far as like we don't consider it a negative type of clickbait it is clickbait because you're basically trying you know it's it's like you know uh, you know, an attractive woman going to a bar dressing in a nice in a nice dress, and mm-hmm. you know, if she were to take off that dress and uh, you know, she had a a fat strap underneath and one of her legs were to come off, be like yo 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 yo, that was <laughs> that was straight up bait. Like you baited me. That's clickbait. Yeah, but if she took <laughs> off bait. that yeah, if she took off that beautiful dress and she was beautiful underneath it, still, it's the true. You know what I'm saying? But you're still, no matter how good the content is, you want to do it with your best foot forward you know and then that's what basically we were talking about um and it's funny because even though uh, i've kind of learned how to do that with my stuff i i'm still not satisfied like i i on my side i'm constantly talking like with these guys that are sponsoring me now um i'm supposed to meet with them tomorrow matter of fact to discuss like a lot of cool stuff we have in the works but also like graphic designers and all that stuff to do stuff that i don't know how to do because ooh, they're gonna level you up for even further yeah huh? so I'm, I'm really excited about that because i've been begging for it for so long like i don't know how to use uh photoshop and all these like cool things so i figure like i can do the basic stuff and the channel's kind of taking off so it's like um these other guys that you know they have working under their roof have uh, you know kind of volunteered to do it for me so if they could even just teach me how to do it then i'll be okay but yeah it's it's definitely a, a necessity i would say as far as like growing your channel are you? Uh, would you be allowed to talk about this uh, this sponsor on the uh, on the air here? Yeah, yeah, I can definitely talk about it. Just just basically like you know how they're helping you out, what their what their vision is, what's going on. It's here. a beautiful movement going on. So in in Dallas, there's two, basically one actually. There's a GGEA, which is Optic, and these guys run out of Frisco, Texas, and it's run over Panda, which Panda Panda X Gaming. He's done like the broadcast for years and he's done like the mm-hmm. absolute battles and stuff like that he's actually over the arlington arena which is going to be the biggest um esports um it's going to be the biggest esports uh what do you call it arena yeah in maybe america if i'm not mistaken so it's right across from the dallas cowboy stadium so panda's over that and me and him go way back like it's amazing because all these guys i grew up with or not grew up with but came up with in the fgc playing video games they all literally grew up and got jobs like in esports or just um in the fgc so we're all kind of like scratching each other's backs right now um and then another group of guys that work with panda um are over this sponsorship uh that i'm a part of and um this one is amazing what's the sponsorship so this sponsorship at first there's actually two under one. It's it's pretty cool. So there's a merchandise called Third Label. These guys do like just clothing, like hoodies, shirts, all this stuff for like gamers. But they want to do it to where, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, they wear jerseys to be sponsored. They want to do it to where like, well, we don't. It's cool because they kind of want to do it to where they're like esports, obviously, because they have esports backing and they do a lot of shooter games. But they want to break in through the FGC through me, which is amazing. So I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. Um, but they don't want to do esports like jerseys and stuff. They just want to do lifestyle clothing. So like Ernesto 
Um, show us what you like to wear, what regular people like to wear, and we'll put button check on it or what, what we think on it, and it'll be produced by such and such. Um, right now, the guys that I'm working through, uh, the clothing brand is called Third Label, so I'm just kind of getting their merch slowly by slowly and then kind of giving it away to the viewers and stuff like that. Tomorrow, we're actually having a meeting for them to do my own stuff as far as like for button check and bogus journeys, which is going to be amazing. So they actually even want to film it to do like a pill and then um, post it so we can kind of show like the process of us coming up with the creative ideas and stuff. But the reason why it's so amazing is because they're a group of guys that I know. They're like my peers. So we had a meeting in Vegas during Evo and they're just like, yo, we're getting a team of players and they actually want to go for like not even the guys, and no disrespect to the guys, because these guys are godlike, but they're not getting the guys that are winning Evo and winning CEO and all these other stuff. They're getting guys that are known. They're getting guys that have character. Uh, the K-Brads. The and K-Brad, what's, Exactly. Yep. Um, they're getting guys that, are, that, that, that pop off. They're even telling us, like, if you want to pop off, pop off. The only thing we're asking is you don't do anything overboard, like get racist or sexist. But besides that, go for it. Be you. If you want to kick over a chair, kick over a chair. Just do it in the, in the, in the right manner you know and um mm-hmm. and go for it be entertaining yeah be entertaining we'll get your own personal style we don't do jerseys we don't want that but we will cover the trips we'll cover the hotels and even a monthly stipend so it's like one of those things where it's like far as i know you have to be a top player to get something like that and then also you have to be a player period i'm not a player so it's like we're kind of like entering this new era of fgc where if you're able to you know have a particular talent speak have a particular voice you could also be sponsored like a professional player. Like I'm literally getting the same thing that these guys are getting and I don't compete at all. You know, I mean, you've seen my guy, you know, he's godlike, but I don't compete. You know, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. Cause you got to let other people win. It's not fun. Yeah, if, it is if not Ernesto's fun. Wins yeah. The game then it's just, you know, it's, like, yeah. it's just like, you know, it's no fun. So, <laughs> um, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, the sponsorship that's going to do this. Um, I can't, really say their name yet because they they want to announce it they want to do a video it is under the umbrella of the same guys that are doing optic and third label um but a couple gentlemen within that company are branching out they're still going to be part of that company but they're branching out starting this whole new team and it's going to be filled with guys that you know as far as like in tekken street fighter smash uh dragon ball and then myself um and I think there's going to be one other content creator in there as well, but he plays as well. So it's definitely a good mix, and everybody seems to click so far. Um, they just want to make it down to earth. They want that FGC feeling, and they know that you know the, uh, esports is a thing, and it could be a great thing. It doesn't have to be negative like everybody's saying it does. So they kind of want the best of both worlds, basically. That is scheduled to happen... Uh, in December, I believe, because they want to launch it in January. So come January, we'll be hitting like all the big tournaments and we'll be like launching like a, a separate website, a clothing line and um, videos. And I'll be like sharing their stuff on my channel as well. So this right here is probably the biggest thing to have happened to me since I've been like, you know, a content creator for the FGC. No. Did this happen as a result of um, Button Check blowing up? Yeah, I would say the Button Check. So, um, how long ago did Button Check actually? Man, Button Check's only been around for like three and a half, four months. Um, right. Yeah. This is like an overnight success story. Yeah. Where you are going, I'm looking at these uh, at these YouTube videos, and you go back, you're getting you know like two, three, maybe six point five thousand right. views on these like comedy skits and stuff. But you jump over to um, Button Check all of a sudden, and it's fifteen, sixteen, twenty four k, doubling, tripling, and like you say, um, almost twenty thousand subscribers now. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it's it's crazy. <laughs> it's like. It literally just took everything, and it happened by accident. Really, it happened because I decided to stop being a lazy ass. When I was doing the comedy sketches, I did one a week, if that, because sometimes I would be lazy. I'll just take a break. Excuse me, and I would always wonder, like, why is my channel not growing? I just need one viral video, you know, basically doing it the wrong way. Then one day, I literally didn't have a job no more, and my wife was like, bottom line, she was just like, well, maybe just stop being a lazy ass and throw yourself at it. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? You don't understand what I do? And then I really thought about it. I was like, she's right. Like, I'm just coasting on this shit. So I literally took like two weeks 
um, and just did it like boom, 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 boom. Like anything I could find, I did um, butt check, you know, before it was called button check. And I noticed that it was just like bonkers. It was just like boom, 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 like subscribers, 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 comments, comments, comments. Like it was just constantly going up. And I was like, holy shit. Like it's actually, this is it. Like it's working. Like the channel is growing, it's getting recognition. It's bringing in more views for Bogus Journeys. Um, it's bringing in more views for everything, basically. What was the first button check episode? Because you said it wasn't even a button check at that point, right? You were just kind of spitballing? Yeah, or? I was just literally, the first form of button check was like me talking about, um, I believe it was uh, Mike Ross. He went on like our Kappa or something, and then he was blasting Street Fighter and Capcom. I was, uh, I just wanted to talk about it. Like, and you know what's funny? If you even go back before that, I was doing that, like, I think the previous year I was talking to the camera and I was talking, I wasn't showing tweets, but I was just talking about, you know, stuff going on. I think I did show one like when Sonic Fox called punk a bitch and something like that. And then people kind of responded, but it never clicked in my head that it was a thing. And then I did the Mena thing when Kaba was kind of yelling in the background and people took that disrespectful. And... It was Goichi that was, exactly. was it Goichi that was upset. Yes. Yeah. And then um, that took off. I think it got like over 60,000 views. And at the time I had never had that. So I was like, whoa, what the hell's going on here? And then I did another one. I can't remember what the third one was, but after that I was like, okay, this is a damn thing. Like I need to start paying attention. Cause I wasn't paying attention to what was really going on as far as like the news and the drama and uh, who's saying what. Um, I was like, all right, I need to do this. Like this is a actual thing. And then once I found like, you know, I could actually also throw little pieces of comedy in here so I don't feel like a complete sellout. You know, like my whole thing is comedy. So if I'm just doing straight up news, like, oh, you know, it makes me feel like, well, this is not even me. Like, so why am I doing it? But the fact that I can put a personality and do it in the way I want to do it makes me feel like it's still Ernesto Lopez comedy. Like it's still what I set out to do. Granted, I still do definitely want to do more sketches and we're writing some right now. But Button Check is definitely paving the way for everything. And then fans named it Button Check. People from, this guy from New Zealand was like, yo, I'm a huge fan. Let me do the, I'm a music producer. Let me do the intros, please. I'll do them for free. And I was like, are you serious right now? And then he sent me the tracks. Both of them were fire. I was like, let's do it. People are requesting these to be like real songs because he only made them in like 10 second intervals. So <laughs> he's doing it now. He's actually in the studio creating a whole song for Button Check because people are like, yo, I love that damn song. Um, and then because of that, it's just like nonstop, you know, people mailing us stuff. The Patreon is taking off. Uh, and the sponsor, the guy, uh, I know this guy called Dr. African. He's a well-known competitor. He's in a lot of my bogus journeys. He's in a lot of my comedy sketches. He got a job with Optic, the GGEA guys. He's actually like mm -hmm. the guy over those guys. Um, he was like, hey, you just got 2,000 subscribers like in, like in a month, right? And that was like when everything just started. And I was like, uh, yeah. He was like, well, I might have something for you. He was like, come, you know, have a meeting. And that's when it started. When I met with those guys at GGEA and they were talking about doing this whole uh, sponsorship, I only have 4,000 subscribers. So they were like, we would rather get with somebody on their way up than somebody that's huge right now because it's right, very hard to get right. with those guys. And we really believe in your channel. We believe in what you're doing. Brian loves you. I love the FGC and I want to get in it through you. And I, you know, I want to make this happen. So I was like, okay, great, cool. Let's do it. Absolutely. The only thing I didn't know was, is this whole process takes a long ass. I thought it was going to happen the next day and it did not. So I've been literally waiting for like the last four months until Vegas at Evo to where I finally got to sit down with everybody. And they actually showed me like uh, how we're going to do the contracts. What's the timeframes are, what everybody's getting offered. Well, what individuals are getting offered and like, you know, as far as your stuff, not their stuff, but the team meeting people and like, okay, this is a real thing. You know, they flew me to Evo and all that stuff. So now I actually get to see the manifestation of that meeting. And now we're going on 20,000 subscribers, you know, and they're just like, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it was gonna take off. We, uh, we just could tell by your personality or, you know, stuff like that. They'd be actually really cool guys. And the thing that I love is it's it's a corporation. It's It's esports basically, so they're like, I don't want to say it's like no limit of funds, but there's more funds than the FGC has ever seen because the things that right. they're building over here and they're doing is amazing. Like it's big business for real. So the fact that I could kind of get my foot in the door with them and then be embraced like this is just, you know, it's, it's everything, you know, like literally. In Damn, believe in your dreams, kids. Right? <laughs> yeah, 
For real. Uh, and that's that's a fairly heartwarming story yeah. about how the FGC can come together and 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 move forward and and grow with each other. But that is the opposite of what I was going to get at here because I'm looking <laughs> at um, at your button check stuff. And like I said, a little bit of the the TMZ approach. A lot of the a lot of this is. Um, has to do with a lot of drama that's going on, which the FGC, uh, no shortage of drama uh, at almost any time. In fact, it feels like there's been an, an exceptional amount this week in particular. Oh, yeah. uh, one of these was, uh, let's see, the the whole casuals versus money match thing, yep. and that's been being talked about on social media like crazy. And we actually right. um, recorded a podcast the day just went up on the website okay. where we talked about that a little bit. Um I don't know if you plan to hit the whole thing with the uh, the UK guys having their private group chat uh, about um, yeah. one of the uh, Counter Strike Go broadcasters that jumped over into esports and is trying to make a name here. Right. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of people, you know, basically who's talking shit about who, you know, anything that has to do with like low tier God stuff like right. that. Which I'm um, done with. And that, but yeah. <laughs> you're done with that. I'm done with that. Yeah. With that stuff. I'll go into that if you want to, but yeah, I'm definitely done with that. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, yeah. no, no. It's, of course not. Um, yeah, I mean the, that's been something that I feel like his name gets a lot of attention, but it's not the kind of attention you ultimately want. Right. Um, kind of a thing. Right. And and I'm sure you can attest to that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So a lot of this has to do with drama. A lot of like either negativity or people clashing or people misunderstanding each right. other and whatnot. And so you were doing you know uh, comedy sketches and whatnot getting okay numbers but then you do this like more dramatic tmz stuff and your numbers shoot through the roof and you got all these no opportunities right. and whatnot what does that say to you about your audience though like what do you see the fgc like like okay so when you're making one of these videos and you're picturing picturing your viewers and your listeners and whatnot what do yeah. you uh what do you see so uh it all it got a little clearer for me after i went to evo because I, in the beginning i really didn't know what i saw like i just did it and i saw numbers and I was like, okay. And I saw good comments. I saw good feedback. Uh, everything I was getting was pretty much like the videos were just almost 100% exceeding my expectations. And the love that I was getting back from was like people like, oh my God, I love your channel. It's the first thing I watch. Um, best thing ever. You know, stuff like that. So, And then when I went to Evo, I saw all kinds of people. I saw black people, white people. I saw girls that blew my mind. There was girls that would come up to me and be like, yo, I love... You button check and watch it. Even on the plane when I flew over here, like, hey, button check. You know, it was just like nonstop. Like, I, I didn't expect like people to like stop me and ask me for pictures and autographs and all this stuff. Like, it was just bonkers. And this was like nonstop all at Evo. Um, and it was just like crazy. And then I got to work with Gutex and all that at bar fights and all that. So I got to like meet these people and see. And a lot of these people, they're not like people that you would see, not to call people out, but people that you would see like on. Wendy Williams or Maury Povich and be like, oh, you know, like, who's the baby daddy? You know, all these like they consider them, you know, just the people looking for the gossip or the people that like to start the shit. There's regular people that want to know the scoop, you know, like now when I see it, I see just the FGC, like literally the FGC. Like when I look at it, I always at the end of the video, if you may notice, I ask a question. And I asked, so what do you guys think about this? Do you think A or do you think B? Let me know. I very, I really don't, besides the LTG thing, because that was more of an explanation video that I did, but I really don't do a video where I'm like, hey, let's get this motherfucker. Y'all want to get him? Let's get him. You know, I don't really do that because that's just a one-sided shade thing. And I'm like really taking what's already there and then presenting it to the people one of the most yeah that's what i that's what i see is like it's more it's not that you necessarily inject your own opinions at least not what from what i've seen yeah. it's more like hey this is what's happening here's the tweet i'll read the tweet right. here's the response i'll read the response what do you guys think yeah and if it's a, a if i because sometimes i will give like a, a an opinion but if i do it's always an opinion like a peaceful one because i'm not going to be the guy on there like in my opinion we should punch this mother Yoga. you know it's i'm always like in my opinion like with the the console money match thing i was like why can't we just ask the person in front of us hey can i get after you why can't we just be why do we have to kick each other off you know it's always like a peaceful resolution now but what do you guys think because i know of course this is the fgc we're going to differ the fgc loves to debate if you get them talking on your channel, if you get them coming, you'll, I mean, you will see any stories you post on event hubs, 
the more comments you get underneath that story, the bigger story it is because people are, they love to debate. They love to say what their opinion is. You know, even if they're getting voted down, they're going to keep talking. And it's the same thing on the YouTube. The more comments, usually the bigger topic and bigger video that it's going to be. Um, one of the biggest compliments or biggest comments that I've had is like, I love what you're doing because I don't have time to go through Twitter and to follow everything and you just throw it right all at us. So literally I can check, button check, and it's all right there for me. It's like all compressed right there and I don't have to go scour the mountains of Twitter just to see what's going on. So have you been, I mean, I'm, I'm, I assume you have, because uh, most everyone's been part of communities outside of the FGC. Um, like I have a friend that's into fencing, right? So he's on like the the fencing reddits and stuff like that, and bowling, and you know the the local baseball team. Oh. Um, even even other video games too. That's probably a better, you know, like the Fortnite community and stuff like that. Right. Um, have you been involved in any any other communities like that, stand up or or something like that? Yeah, as far as. Um communities wise uh stand-up of course so i started being a stand-up comedian like back in 2006 and then i became a professional comedian like in 2007 2008 actually getting paid for it doing tours being a feature opening acts and then i finished at a headliner status um out of texas so i was like touring and stuff out of dallas texas where i started because i'm originally from california but i didn't start anything until i got to dallas texas um the community for stand-up is very similar to the FGC. Like, it's scary how similar the lifestyle is from a touring comedian to a professional player in the FGC. You got your cliques, you got the stronger comedians, the weaker comedians, and you got uh, the haters. Um, it's it's competition. Like, it's straight-up competition. You got... Uh, and I actually made a similar connection to it the other day. It was like, you know... I, one of my first thoughts when I did button check was I was talking to Dirty Low and I was like, man, you know, it kind of just became a thing. I had got kind of some of the idea from this UFC channel that I was watching and this guy was using tweets from the fighters and he was showing like, you know, pre-fight what they were talking about and stuff. And I was like, man, I love that. That's what I tune in to watch anytime I'm about to see a fight. So I said, why don't I do that for a button check? And that's where the whole idea of the tweets came from. Um, just because it made it more personal to me. But once I started doing that, it's kind of weird, but one of my first thoughts was like, man, I'm cool with John, and I feel like I'm cool with Event Hubs. I hope they don't look at me like I'm trying to step on their toes as far as like the news aspect, because I was, you know, it was like like the comedian, like when you're a stand-up comic, there's different versions of being technically a stand-up comic you guys got the guys that's just them in the mic you got a guy that'll go up with the guitar you got a guy that'll talk out of puppets you got a ventriloquist you got all these people but technically they're all doing stand-up comedy now the guys that feel like they feel like uh there's these certain guys of stand-up comedy where they feel like they're the gatekeepers and they're just like if you use anything besides that damn microphone like a prop so to speak I don't care what it is, a notebook, a piece of paper, a guitar, whatever it is, you are a hack. If it is not just you and that spoken word, my friend, you may be making the people laugh, but you're not a true comedian. That's not what it is. And that's more like the old school type of thinking, right? The new schoolers, like me, when I became a stand-up comedian, I was using props. Now, I wasn't going up there using bananas and shit, but every now and then I would use my notebook because I like to do uh, certain jokes that, that just made that work. Um, there was one where I even had like a breakaway pair of pants, you know, like I was very much into the physical comedy and a lot of comics were like, some of them were like, man, you're hilarious. And some of them were like, you're a f hack. Like, why, why are you doing that shit, bro? You're better than that. You know? So when I did bun check, that was my first thought. I got like deja vu. I was like, man, I wonder if the Mecca, if event hubs is looking at my shit like, what the f is this? Like you're, we're professionals over here. Nesto, you're over here. Like, uh, you know, like I was saying earlier, doing like the uh, TMZ Mori Povich. That was one of my thoughts of people thinking that it's making the FGC in a negative light look bad. You know, like you kind of touched on earlier. Are, are you asking at this point? No, no, <laughs> we... I don't care. No. <laughs> so, oh, damn. No, he's too. No, no. No, I told you as far as like how I see my viewers now and like the feedback I got. But as far as someone from you, because the way I. I know you a little bit, of course, I, I'm not, you know, we don't go back too, too long. But the way I've always seen you is like, you're very, you're a very smart guy. You know what you like. Like you're very, you're, you're to the point. Um, you don't really beat around the bush too much. 
and you're also very nice, you know, but you also, like I was saying, when I experienced yoga, (laughs) (laughs) when I experienced you directing, I was like, okay, you very much reminded me of a, a couple of my other friends that I got over here. So what did you initially think or even think now about the whole button check thing? The the first time that we had any kind of a conversation as far as staff was um, after you put up the the event hubs one where you talked about oh, the, yeah. uh, the drama towards us from like Logan and, and Valle and oh. stuff. And I was intrigued. I, I watched it and I there was no first of all, there was no offense taken, at least on my part. I talked to the guys. I'm wondering, like, all right, what do you guys think about this? Yeah. Um, and, and no one had a problem with it. They're all like, no, he's just reporting what happened, awesome. you know, yeah. and, and that's totally fine. And we go back with Ernesto. We featured his content before and such and, and, and everything. And then you, uh, I mean, this isn't event hubs related, but you, uh, flew me out to Texas one time so we could shoot right. and, and be part of uh, absolute battle. Uh, it was absolute, it was a Texas show. Uh, absolute, it was, it was absolute, absolute battle, battle, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and there has never been any hard feelings um, from me or the Event Hubs crew. No one's expressed them to me um, towards you and everything. No. And and as far as Event Hubs goes, the original uh, site started, I mean, it's it's in the name. It's Event Hubs. Like this is, it was like the, the SRK forums. Yep. Um, Catalyst saw those. He says, I like this. I think I could do it a little bit better or a little bit different. And, and that's how Event Hubs started. But it's really oh, wow. like we do create our own content. But a lot of the content that's on Event Hubs is is stuff that we grabbed and was say, hey, everybody would benefit from, you know, knowing this, seeing this, whether that's like going to be for entertainment value right. or artistic appreciation or they need to know it because it's something that's happening in the FGC. Um, and it's like this common place where people know that they can go to get the news. Right, so right. it's not all supposed to just be you know, um, our own content, we're going to share what other people come up with too, because it's a hub, you know, for, for information and news and dude, the, the FGC is not ours. The internet's not ours. You're free to (laughs) to do it however you want. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's no hard feelings or anything like that. We're happy for you. Um, and to see that you're, you're growing in the way that you are and everything. So nothing but uh good vibes from over here. Yeah. Right on, man. I I was being dirty low talked about that a lot. So that, that's awesome. You know, cause when I made that video, I tried to be like, you know, I, I don't, I know they were throwing shade. Well, you know, speaking their feelings. And I was like, I just want to remain neutral on this one. Cause there are some stories where I'd be like, yo, these are actually my friends. So I try my best to, um, to keep it light and making sure like, it's not a witch hunt or anything like that, you know, on my side anyway. Cause I know a lot of times, depending on how you present it can steer the audience, you know, and I'm definitely not trying to do that with a lot of things. Um, so, right. uh, yeah, it, it definitely, it's, it's one of those things like I'm just glad that it all kind of worked out the way it did because it just kind of literally fell into my lap. You know, I was doing my thing and then it just became the thing. You know, I was like, I never I always wanted to be like, oh, I can't show game footage because I don't know how to rip games and I don't even want to rip games, you know, off the tournaments and stuff like that. I can't do combo videos because I suck at combos. It's like I can't do really news because I don't know what's happening. Like, you know, oh, Capcom said to release this on just you know, they get the inside scoop. I was like, I feel like I can't do anything but be funny because that's what I can do. And then the when I went full force at it, I think when you're doing something to the best of your ability and you're nonstop and you're literally putting all your resources you're bound to create new things. You're bound to create new avenues and things you never saw before. And that's, you know, kind of how Butt Check came about. We talked about how the nature of a lot of your stuff, like you you go on to social media and Twitter now, and you're kind of getting this nose for the things that your audience will uh, appreciate, you know, that people are going to go for. Right. A lot of it, like I said, is drama. It's like, who's got a beef with who and stuff. Yeah. Now that you are kind of immersed in that and that you're looking for it, do you feel like the FGC is, I guess, particularly toxic towards each other or towards like the, the other groups and stuff that around the FGC? Nah, I mean, um, or do you think they're just like anybody else and it's just people and, and there's a mix of everything? I think it's like, to be honest, it's like everybody else because this stuff that, you know, a lot of people are like, there's some people that are read butt check and be like, man, after reading this, or I didn't know much about this community or about Smash, but reading this, it's just toxic or it's just like a bunch mm-hmm. of whiny babies or, you know, this and that. But most people understand that this these stories they've been here since day one, you know, it just hasn't been out there in a lot of ways as far as like, you know, in the world, as far as like online or anything like that. They've, they've heard of it, you know, on the DL, our Kappa, you know, stuff like that. People would have to go 
you know, kind of on the black, <laughs> the black net to get these scoops or whatever. But it's always been there. These beefs, these rivalries, these people that talk shit, uh, these things that happen, you know, the old school LTG versus, uh, I forgot my man's name. <laughs> uh, uh, Dark side of Phil? No, no there's so many, right? Oh, you mean Viscount? Yeah, so oh, yeah. these things, they've always been there. And the interesting is, the uh, interesting part is, if you watch any of these pieces that are talking about, these guys hate these guys. This shit talks that shit. That nine times out of ten, like a month later or weeks later, these guys are homies again or it's gone. People just completely forget it. You'll see these guys having a beer together at Evo or you'll see like it is squashed. Like, you know, like this whole beef between so-called beef between me and LTG. That started like two years ago because he did, he was unhappy about a video I did about him where I literally honestly didn't even think he was that bad. But he like went ballistic and then mm-hmm. um, he was just like threats after threats. And then um, I kind of took a little shot back. But and then everybody was like on board. Right. But then what happened? Like literally like a couple days later, we were cool. He was after that, posting positive stuff on my videos, I was doing it to him. It was just straight love. Like, people don't understand that when we say shot fi- shots fired or we're throwing shade, and a lot of it, it's, it's just going off of emotions, and emotions come and go. You know, like, I'm from the stand-up background, and that's why I tell people all the time, like, anytime I get a negative thing, especially if it's, like, super negative, and they, these guys actually think that they're, like, shooting you know firing shots i mean i think it makes me laugh i make videos about it where i do like worst comments and stuff like that because the stand-up background you're taught that to the first rule is you make fun of yourself you know the first rule is you take criticism the first rule you're gonna get your balls busted first rule you get thick skin like it's always like it's like boot camp so it was amazing to me when i first started this people were like oh shit shots fired oh did you see that shit i can't believe and to me i'm like what are you talking about shots fired it was a joke like a lot of people take regular ass jokes as disrespect because it's fgc and that's like the culture and they can they can make a drama yeah out and of i'm it like and people yo really want to see that yeah i'm like yo it's it's a joke like you know what there might even have been a shot fired in that joke but it's a joke like yo you're you're allowed to to do with that what you will and, and fire one back and then we'll have a comic beer after this like but I, but that's uh, that's the thing to me. I don't think in reality, I don't think FGC is any more toxic than any other place. Because you go to like big tournaments like CEO Evo, you you meet the people, and you see that yeah they have their everybody has like little beefs here and there. But we're a huge community. There's a lot of different uh, personalities. There's bound to be some clashes, which I think actually I love the hype. I love it. I love it. So as long as it's not you know like overboard where people are like swinging on each other or anything like that i love the hype like the straight up well i don't know man we need to have uh security guards at e-league last year because the wolf came <laughs> came i know that was ridiculous man. <laughs> that was so ridiculous but <laughs> and and to prove the point here though that got that was one of the most exactly. if not the most memorable thing about yeah. it and and it had a lot of memorable you know, stuff you know competition wise but people talk about yeah. that like Straight up, man. That's what Joe Monday was. He was saying he was like when we were talking about how people were like, uh, you know, what the FGC wants. He was like, you know, people don't really care about the uh, what do you call it, the new news, as for so to speak. Like they'll click it, they'll read it. He was like, but then again, I'll post like a, a meme or something like this, a stupid thing, and it'll get hella hits instantly because the FGC they're wanting to see some shenanigans or something like that, something more lighthearted or something more juicy, so to speak. Man, I will I will spend uh, days formulating and executing like a, a real in-depth article, you know, where I'm like, okay, so I've been experiencing <laughs> this with Street Fighter and I did this and it didn't work and I did this and it didn't work and then I figured this out and this really helped me and then here's how I articulate it and, you know, package it and really write it and get it out there and it'll get like 3,000 total views. But then we'll we'll do <laughs> we'll do like... Yo, Goku's names, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z names are based on vegetables and stuff like that. And that post got something like 50,000 views. Right. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Yeah. But you're doing it because those three or five or however many K people that do check out the right, stuff. Right. I mean, there, there's a place in time for all yeah, that Yeah, you stuff. definitely have a mix. I say all that. Yeah, I say all that to say I, I know the struggle. I know that like... The goofy, dumb, like dramatic stuff is is often gonna get a lot more than the sincere, 
um, really like important or like insightful whatever's um, that's just the way of the world you know and and, and that's what it is yeah. but uh but so yeah I, I I hear you yeah definitely it's like you got some uh, some fans yeah I got dogs <laughs> <laughs> that's your audience yeah yeah absolutely to make sure I get at least three <laughs> do we no I'm not sure this is probably super unprofessional but I really have to take. Uh, a piss right now do uh how does that work we can, can, I pee we, on can myself? we can edit that okay. out or i cannot edit it out and i can just <laughs> leave this whole thing in you could take the mic with you to the bathroom yeah. but yeah you no, know what fine. interesting just, uh, enough i actually back. did that that was probably one of my most proudest moments i was in modesto california and i was on a i was on a cordless mic doing a stand-up show and um they flew me in to do a stand-up show at a place called the fat cat and before then they actually asked me to go to an open mic to like do some stuff. So I went to the open mic, got pissed drunk. On the cordless mic, I had to take a piss. And I started asking them why, in the middle of my set, um, is it okay if I take a piss? And then I looked at the mic and I go, actually. And then I looked at the DJ, he was like, yeah, do it. So I literally just <laughs> went to the restroom and did my set as I took a piss. And I That's could hear amazing. people on the other side of the wall, like laughing and stuff. And then I came out and finished the set. I was like, oh, this is probably the best thing I've ever done in my life. I'm th- that That's staying in the podcast too now. So that's going to make it to the final. Right. For sure. <laughs> While you go do right that on. though, I am going to uh, go regulate with my dog. And we'll meet back here. <laughs> right on. Yes, sir. The last thing I wanted to add is... Even though button check, yes, uh, we do focus on a lot of uh, rivalries and, and things going on, like you know, uh, you know this versus that, and you know such as calls out what's the name, you know the the stuff that's trending. Um, we're, I'm also starting to cover stuff that I feel is like important, like when we did the whole uh, female pro players with the sexual harassment and stuff like that, um, and then tomorrow. Uh, if all goes well, I should be covering another piece that, to me, I'm just doing that one because I feel like it needs to be talked about. And it's all about FGC, cryptocurrency and companies trying to help the FGC when FGC is kind of on them and not giving them a chance. Um, and Justin Wong is affiliated with them as well. And um, they actually just sponsored Cool Kid. And um, it's with uh, Lapchi, you know, Canada Cup, those guys. So uh, that's, to me, that's a real interesting piece. It's, it's, there is some juice there as far as like people just constantly talking and not giving them a chance. But I feel like after I learned everything and I actually talked with Lapchi and, and did like a little meeting with him and I learned everything about them at Evo, um, and then I called him last night, um, I realized that there's a lot to this that people have no idea. So anyway, long story short is, I feel like button check could be more than what it is. So I'm not satisfied with what it is now. Um, last week, I did a button check every damn day just to like celebrate 16,000 subscribers. Uh, now we're 19,000 subscribers on the way to... Man, that was so 3,000 subscribers. <laughs> right. So it's like I'm constantly still even trying to figure out my own rhythm. Like as far as like, okay, this week I'll do five. Next week, you know, I'll do four, you know, and I'd be sure to, you know, keep the, the viewers updated. But... I also want to do like going forward, like maybe one day where we're just talking about something uh, like neutral, maybe not even talking about FGC, maybe talking about, you know, something just something else that people want to talk about. Uh, and last week I did a Q&A and that went over real well. But, you know, I just want to branch out as much as possible because I definitely don't think like, all right, this is it. Or this is it. I'm, I'm good. You know, it's growing and I just yeah. want to keep the, the, the creative juices flowing and just, you know pretty much take it to the top levels because I am definitely, even though I am absolutely, absolutely thankful and blessed to have what I have now, I'm in no way satisfied, like at all. So we're definitely out to, you know, grow it to the Maximilian numbers, you know, so I'm not, (laughs) I'm not satisfied. So uh, that needs to be a term, by the way. It's like, we need to get to the maximum. (laughs) Yeah. To the max a million numbers like maximum, maximum. <laughs> million it's all in there yeah. it's oh, it is all there's in. so much oh to yeah. yeah there's there's a lot of potential here man and i'm i'm just like uh i don't know i'm overwhelmed with joy like like really it's it's more so like a bigger compliment to me than it was in stand-up comedy because this is reaching so much more people than stand-up ever did you know people in Puerto Rico, people all over the world are like constantly like, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I love what you're doing. And it's just like, it's just, it's just coming over and just a very 
comforting way. The FGC is a pretty beautiful thing, you know. It's a like you said, it extends over everywhere, and you can go somewhere and meet these people for the first time, like at a major. Usually, that's like Evo and whatnot, yeah. but it doesn't have to be. And you already have a relationship, even though you guys have never met before, because they've seen you on stream yeah. or you've played each other on online right. or whatever. And and it crosses uh, over cultures and boundaries right. and such, and it links up people that probably would have never interacted or met or been friends but because they have this common interest and even from like different parts of the country or even the world they end up meeting each other having something of a rapport and a relationship right. and that's a pretty beautiful thing it is um so yeah. i mean take me and you for example like i don't think i had ever talked to you i can't remember how we started talking like i remember i did a video shortly after i i called you like uh kurt what did I call you? Russell Crowe. Like in one of the videos, um, and we were uh, talking about you, and then um, you featured it on Event Hubs. I think either shortly before that or after that, we started talking. And then you were like yeah. real just cool from the beginning. Give, oh, hey, how about this idea? And a lot of people don't understand that a lot of those video ideas came from you, you know? So they were like... Well, like three or four, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, a lot of the FGC including yourself has helped me with these videos this hasn't been me you know like now granted i would say most of them but a lot of them like my cousins brian you um people on in on my uh, what do you call it my channel just mention comments oh mm -hmm. you should do this why not that you know i take everything into consideration so it's like it's almost been like a team effort you know as far as like growing this channel and just you know doing comedy sketches comedy sketches are definitely my favorite thing to do they're, like you were saying, though, about your other project, it's just one of those things where it's like the hardest thing to do. And then people are like, man, this is brilliant. Yet nobody watches it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, you got to eat. You yeah. got to you got to post Goku vegetables <laughs> and the heartfelt stuff. Like, I yeah, get it. Definitely, I get man. it. Well, Vanessa, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out of your day to uh, to do this with us, be on the podcast. Yeah. Um, any shout outs you want to give or, or directions? I obviously yeah. go subscribe to this man's channel. He's got some stuff to tell you. Uh, and that's uh, Ernesto Lopez Jr. Yes, uh, on YouTube. Yeah, right? it's just Ernesto. If you just go to YouTube and either put button check or Ernesto Lopez comedy, it'll pull it up. Cool. Um, same idea with uh, Twitter? Yeah, uh, Twitter is just Ernesto Lopez Jr. Um, what I tell people all the time, if you just go to Google and just Google my name, just Ernesto Lopez, it'll, or Ernesto Lopez Comedy, it pulls up literally everything. But yeah, big shout out to Event Hubs, man, because like I said in that one video, if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't even got this far because you guys had showed me so much love from all those sketches and constantly, I mean, you must have featured it well over 10 of my videos, like in the beginning stages. It was just like constant, you know? So I've always had love for you guys. I've always had respect for you guys. And I'm glad that I can work with you guys now as far as like, you know, being on this. And then um, also, you know, flying you out here and working with you and stuff like that. Um, it's Absolutely. It's been an amazing, amazing road. Like so many friendships now. You guys are like family, you know, and that's the best way to describe everything. So big shout out to you guys, um, to everybody at GGEA and uh, Third Label and uh, Dr. African, of course, Markel, all the homies out there. And then uh, if I'm forgetting everybody, please forgive me. Dirty Lopez, if you're listening to this, bro, Metal Fingers, my mama, her mama, uh, Velociraptor's mama, uh, every, all the mamas, big shout out. All the mamas. <laughs> all the mamas. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the, uh, the future looks bright. I'm looking forward oh, yeah. to seeing where you go. A lot of potential there. So uh, until next time. Yes, sir. Have a good Take one. Take it man. easy, man. Peace.